after defeating the ants, you find yourselves a little bit lost in the desert-like wastelands which are just outside of Dandelo. You've spent enough time out in this in this wastelands to uh, to uh, pretty much entirely lose any sense of direction without the use of the moon. Um, you can't see Dandelo in the distance. It's dark out. You're looking uh, and attempting to work your way sort of northeast to an area known as Twin Rock, which is a um, set of two um, similar looking very very tall mesas that mark the uh, uh, midway point between Dandelo and the road back up to Kira um, last time you pretty much all failed all of your checks um, the forage check for some mushrooms for the day and uh, perception checks to uh, keep an eye out for any um, dangers and threats um, and your navigational check to ensure that you were kind of heading in the right direction and while you're not so like incredibly lost that you find yourselves in uh you know another country or anything like that you are um kind of off the um direction that you were headed whether that be that it's very cloudy or um there was just a lot of distraction on the travel the area is for the most part kind of just a flat wasteland um and i think your understanding of the area was that it was essentially just a flat wasteland um but you also find yourselves in amongst quite a few mesas now there are holes that pock the ground one of which was containing a nest with all of these ants in um and um it gives you a kind of idea that you're kind of off i was gonna say the road but there is no road you're off course um Everyone give me perception checks to start us off today. Let me just, let's get an idea of what sort of state you're in. Um, with these ants defeated and the uh, and the area around you kind of devoid of any sort of um, immediate danger, what is your plan here, your general plan? Because if you want to just keep on moving, we'll roll some more travel dice and you guys can continue on the journey unless you had plans to maybe rest or um, do anything else in particular <clears throat> how long have we been traveling before we reach the ants uh it was i think uh half of the day so let me think let me double check because i i don't think i wrote it down correctly at the end of the last session um i believe you left dandelo at like Four-ish, so that means it is uh, nighttime. I think the sun had just set, so that makes sense because you had eight hours of daylight. So it's probably around seven or eight in the evening. So probably uh, three or four hours of travel at the moment. Let's say it's around uh, eight p.m. Ish. Is anyone really messed up? Like, did anyone get messed up really bad? No. Well, I'm fine. I think Will maybe took a few hits. You're muted. I, I think. You got hit so I... hard he's muted. <laughs> Broke his voice box. There it is. Sorry, I, I have... I, I, uh... Will also got a bunch of dust in his lungs, so if Will's coughing I mean, today, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. 
I misplaced my uh, my hotkey for the mute button there. Uh, no, I was actually I'm, I'm not messed up. In fact, um, pretty sure it deflected every single attack they made except one for the nice. entire fight. Nice. So I still I'm... wouldn't be opposed to having a short rest for us all. Mm. Let's say you, Warlock. <laughs> Do you want a short rest? I wouldn't say no. I uh, I used a hex last time, which lasts for another eight hours now. So, uh, um, we can rest. Okay. Okay. Um, with your perception checks, there, you um are fully aware that there is no um no danger here. That uh, at least uh, that you um that you understand there isn't any more of these ants. There isn't like a group a band of orcs marching towards you or anything like that um the area that you're in again is kind of um hilly there are lots of these holes in the ground but not really anywhere that makes for a perfect camping spot um a plateau or a cave or something to put your backs again really your best bet may be to uh, sort of just pitch the tent here um maybe make a small fire right where you are um and uh and just take the rest as it is. It doesn't seem like there's anywhere here that uh, you're going to find a, a better rest spot. Um, would just be pretty equal without traveling a bit further on. Um, under the assumption that you do that, you guys can uh, begin your short rest. Uh, short rest is really only about an hour. Um, it's just uh, without doing any sort of strenuous activity, casting spells or anything like that. You guys essentially just sit down i would assume um uh bandage up a couple of wounds uh maybe grab a snack uh and let's have who floated the idea it was disby so um roll me a d 12 please a four and then roll me a d3 because things have changed Things have changed. <laughs> Only a little bit. Um, He's altered the bargain. I've altered the bargain. You become stronger, I become stronger. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, um, who's doing? Uh, who's doing what during this hour? Is anyone doing uh, anything specific? I think I would probably spend the time trying to determine sense of direction like waiting maybe if the sun shows itself for a second and we know like oh the sun you know in this world you know who knows it sets in the east or whatever like basic navigation if i can if i can catch any clues during the hour that we're sitting there um yeah there is no uh there's definitely no sunlight but um you can use well actually roll me a survival check we'll see Let's see what fate has in store for you instead. My uh -huh. elite survival skills. I think maybe this is what <laughs> is uh, what is causing you to struggle to to navigate this day. Um, it maybe it's just extremely cloudy and traveling by nighttime using constellations or the moon um, is really your best bet. Um, I think maybe it's just incredibly overcast. Uh, it's very difficult to figure out. Um, where you're going um, at one point in the day there was a maybe um, 
a very like strong northly wind that just shifted at one point and it's there was just so many elements to this that made it difficult to move the endless open flat wastelands just is so very confusing to um to stare at and look at for multiple hours on end as you walk before eventually losing the sunlight um i think uh i think you have an idea of wh which way north is um based on maybe moonlight or something like that but i don't think it's uh i don't know if you're too confident at this point it does feel like you're just kind of in the middle of nowhere and it's just almost pitch uh, darkness around you in all directions Anyone doing anything else? Well, Will, you probably spend the time trying to figure this out, and it is just a constant staring up. Um, maybe uh, scouting the area a little bit as well, seeing if you can find any sort of tracks or anything that would give way to an idea of a direction in which to go. Um, but at some point, you got turned around, and I think you do have an idea of which way is north, um, but I don't know if you feel confident about it, necessarily. So... So... Do compasses exist in this world? Um, I think probably rudimentary <laughs> ones, um, maybe. Uh, but okay. I don't, I don't, there's not much by way of, um, real, uh, tinkering and technology. Okay, that's, uh, I mean, after spending that's most of the rest trying to determine direction, at some point I would just get frustrated, go, like, sit back down with the party and say, if only there were... Something that pointed north. <laughs> it's so much easier. Mm. Mm. Did we get any of our level up stuff uh, now or do we have to wait till the long rest? So you get, um, yeah, you can take all of your level up things. Um, but uh, you um, don't regain the spell slots or the HP uh, that you lost until you do a long rest unless you're a warlock in which case you will get your warlock spells on a short rest yep um in that case i'd be um i think sat alone uh kind of shrouding every now and then you see like this sort of mist appear and like climb up uh fix his legs as uh the same way you'd seen the misty step before um but it kind of gets to a point and then stops again and then this sort of like rumbles in the earth um, around Fix, and then uh, they're just kind of like flipping through their notebook, like curiously. Uh, to, and if you would look over Fix's shoulder, you'd see sketches of Will using his Thunderwave um, spell and and how it looked when he was doing that. Um, and yeah, you'd see sort of eventually Fix come to sort of a conclusion as they like snap their ungauntleted, uh, ungauntleted fingers um, and uh, kind of just look quite accomplished <laughs> quite pleased with themselves and that's it that's i wouldn't be doing anything in particular i think other than that okay i would scavenge for mushrooms um i'll help i'll help you do that if i see you doing it i'll help yeah give me a survival check you have disadvantage and then advantage so it's just going to be a flat survival check from uh, merlin 19 19 let me roll a dice. Oh, uh, no. You've technically failed your survival check already for foraging, but I'll see. Um, this is really just to see if this affects your short rest. Um, because you're not meant to really be doing anything. 
But I think if you're Oops. kind of casually wandering around looking, um, yeah, I'll, base, I'll base it on around. luck. Uh, and you had to be a 16, which you did. So, um, huh. let's have a quick, uh, let me quickly open up this document. So, what you don't find is the mushrooms, those common mushrooms that you've been using to make your usual um, uh, potions of healing. Uh, but you do find something. Um, roll me a d12. Six. A six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, and that is... Uh, and then roll me a uh, nature check to see if you know what this is. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, so what you find is a thing. A thing? A thing known as... That is not what it is. Uh, Ash Blossom. Um, maybe you have never actually seen this before, depending on how much time you spent in the desert, but you're a forest gnome. Um, but for whatever reason, whether you've bought some before, encountered some before, um, read about it, you do find a little, um, tiny, tiny little flower with a, uh, uh with red petals and a yellow center, um, what you understand about this is that you can eat it and uh, it will it's it will burn you. It will literally damage you. It's not like chili pepper hot. It's like dangerous poison kind of hot. Um, but you can use it to brew fire related potions such as a potion of fire resistance or maybe a potion of fire breath. Um, Oh, wow. If you want to try, you can roll me a herbalism kit. You have to beat a 15. All right. You've got to tell me which one you're trying to make, resistance or breath. Um, I think I'll go with resistance. Okay. All right. Here's the roll. 14. Oh, the one singular tiny little flower you begin Tiarbit. to sit um, with the others around this. Uh, around this, uh, or, well, nothing, probably. You probably all just sat down uh, near this pit, and you go at it. You start to um, break down this little flower. You add some water, add a couple of little ingredients. Um, maybe you're doing this from memory more than anything else. Like, you read a book a long time ago, and you're like, I think this is how you do it, and you get pretty close. Um, once you finish with it, you look at the potion... Um, and you're probably aware that this isn't a potion by the end of it. Um, the alchemy here was pretty close, but uh, what you've made is just a poisonous drink. Um, you can keep it. Um, anybody that drinks this will will take 1d4 fire damage. Um, but really, you've just made ash blossom juice, uh, which I'll write down in our group for you as well, just in case you ever want to add it uh, or use it for something. Um, that is what you've, you've made, uh, pretty close, 
Um, while you're in the desert, you can try and forage for more of this, or you can forage for the other stuff that makes the potions of healing. You just got to tell me if you do a forage um, check while traveling in this desert from now on. Gotcha. Uh, what is fire doing this whole time? Uh, was helping find the flower, I guess. And then probably just watching very intently as Merlin tried failed. and failed yeah, to do whatever this was. And it's just like, oh, you'll get him next time. Yeah, I'll still hold on to this. You never know when uh, you'll need something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Um, after about an hour, you guys can, uh, you can either roll some hit die if you want to recover some HP, um, or, uh, uh, and also whatever things you get back on a short rest that are, um, abilities or spells that come back on short rests, um, they return. You don't, uh, really encounter anything else. Nothing's coming after you. There is no danger um, present as uh, presumably whatever potentially would be here avoids it thanks to the fire ants but they aren't here either so you get the hour pretty cleanly um, and you can uh, set out again um, who's doing what as you begin to attempt to uh, head out again you're going to need a pass on your survival check to not become any more loss um that's it um yeah i'll be helping navigate navigation don't roll it yet okay uh i will assist in navigation because if we don't <laughs> figure that out real quick we're gonna have a problem this vita is even able to navigate um roll me an intelligence check with vita like, does he know which way is north? Like, you're like, let make sure we're going north. Yeah, he does. He's got Barely. minus two to intelligence. Yeah, but <laughs> whether it's just through osmosing yeah, yeah, yeah. it through you, it's like, it's kind of a, almost a human concept. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd say he can help. Okay, so two, uh, three navigators there. Is that correct? Yeah, between me, Will and Vita. Yeah. Okay, Fire, what are you doing? I'm watching out for any enemies, like scouting around and making sure there's not any fire ant holes. Yep. And Merlin? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Which, what, mushrooms. specifically after the, uh, what do they call the, the Amanita mushrooms? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So that is survival checks from everyone except for fire who needs to make me a perception check. Mm. Ooh. Well, he's trying. <laughs> he's like, I understand the concept of that North. <laughs> Absolutely trying, yes. Um, yes, you uh, together work to figure out which way North is. I think it takes a little while. Um, you realize that you were kind of heading um, North before when you were more trying to head North um, Northeast. Uh, you guys kind of just lost track a little bit and kind of started heading directly north towards where on this map there is uh, kind of like a mountainous range um, up here. Um, 
I think uh, rather than you guys heading this way, you kind of ended up ended up kind of more over here. Um, you guys are trying to head towards these twin rocks here, um, and you get back on course, but you realize that you've added a few hours of of time. Nothing too crazy, but it's certainly um, you know you kind of taking a bit of a longer route here, and you most likely went off the more traditional route that anybody who does use the twin rocks route to uh, make a shortcut you're probably off of whatever route they use if there is anything that even um, determines that Merlin during this travel you do find um, small patches of mushrooms you find these red amanita mushrooms these very very common mushrooms out here they are uh, small and um, kind of weak and sickly looking but not in a way that you feel like it would poison anyone or anything it's just a, a, a sign of the land um, but mushrooms and fungi kind of grow in a lot of places and while the land out here really does struggle to grow anything there are things like mushrooms ash blossoms twisted cacti looking things um, that do grow it's just extremely scarce um, and you uh, manage to find a few of them enough to probably forge a um, potion later on um, fire. While everybody is kind of getting everyone back on course, uh, you are the first to recognize that during this travel, you're, you've picked up on this kind of constant noise. Um, there is a strange droning noise that starts to, uh... I wouldn't even say it's not even something that you necessarily immediately hear. Um, it's almost like an energy first that you pick up on as the air itself um, has an energy to it. There is a maybe the hairs on your arms stand on end a little bit um, and there's just a, a kind of strange droning noise um, ahead of you with that 22 perception in the darkness. After a little while, you come to an area that... Um, remains kind of hilly these this area with the the mesas and flat plateaus um you recognize that there is a uh a large mesa with a plateau on it and there are four pools of water around it and you maybe scouting ahead of everybody else um the closer you get the more that droning kind of your your uh, elven ears pick up pick up on it um and you realize that you've stumbled into an area that um, must be something, an area uh, that somebody uh, has uh, built up in some way because each of these four small pools have a great big granite slab um, sticking up out of them, a column um, that kind of tapers off and points at the top. There are um, four of them in front of this plateau that sits in the middle of this desert. One of them is uh larger than the others um the largest of these four columns is about 50 feet tall and the other three coming out of these smaller pools of water are around 30 feet high um before the others are catch up and you do a quick scout out of the area you can you get the sense this place is completely deserted of life it doesn't seem like there's anyone or anything here um that you can immediately pick up on at least um and it seems like uh, this place has been deserted for a long time but there is kind of wooden structuring strewn around um, covered in like dust and debris you can see that there are planks and um, uh, 
man-made objects. As if maybe once upon a time there was a structure here or small structures um, lost and abandoned. Um, what are you doing? Mm, I will stop. Uh, guys? They're not here yet. You're on your own. You oh, scout yeah. ahead. Okay. Yeah, I will... I'll just wait for them to come up. I don't want to get very close. And I want to make sure they don't go any further than I am. Yeah, other three of you... Um, Vita doesn't need to make the check. Just give me perception checks. Seventeen. Seventeen-nine, seventeen. Also seventeen. Um, hmm. The two 17s, probably before you actually reach uh, fire, you... you start to hear that kind of droning um tulling noise um as you get closer and and just like fire the um hairs on the nape of your neck stand up a little bit almost like a static energy in the air and the um there's an odd energy ahead of you um not necessarily uncomfortable but you just you you would become aware of it i think um merlin it takes you a little bit longer for whatever reason before eventually you catch up with fire and Merlin. They're all standing around, probably quizzically looking um, before you are distracted, maybe looking over these mushrooms in your hands. Um, and you look up and notice that there are these um, big granite slabs, these columns sticking up out of these pools of water. Um, fire kind of ahead of you turns, heads back to meet with the group. And what would you all like to do? Yeah. Anyone know uh, what this uh, is? Can I detect magic? Here's what I'll do for you. This is going to scare you, but don't worry. It's just a map. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just a map. Give you an idea of what you're looking at here. Um, mm -hmm. Four pillars in front of you. Um... Pretty, the obvious things you notice in this area as you look up um, towards these um, big columns, these granite slabs that are sticking up out of these small pools of water. Um, there are markings written upon each of these columns. There is kind of um, simplistic crude depictions of... Uh, tieflings fighting with snake-like creatures and each of the columns has a very uh overt obsidian disc which is about the size of maybe a small shield like a buckler um quite low down um just above maybe where head height might be for those of you that are of average height sorry merlin and um you can see that they have an emblem on each one that seem to represent one of the four elements. Fire on the central column, water, air, and earth on the other three. Um, Merlin, if you want to detect magic, remember it's a 30 feet thing, so you kind of wander around doing this. Yeah, I think I would... I mean... I guess I would attempt to go to each one and see if any one of these possess magical properties. Um, okay. So, 
Let's see here. You cast this spell. Merlin begins to wander around the area as he probably does. Or every now and then when you recognize Merlin casting one of these spells. Um, scratching at his beard and looking up at the columns. Um, there is a strong sense of magic here. Um, I'll give you one element of the magic that isn't really from a school of magic. But um, there is a sense of elemental magic. Uh, here, the um, you just get the understanding that uh, using the elements is a thing. Um, there is uh, on each of these columns um, a spell that would feel like conjuration magic to you. Um, the type of spells that would allow you to pull a rabbit from a hat um, or conjure an elemental creature or even find familiar which is what Vita that spell is that um, thingy uh, fix casts um, I forget everyone's thingy. names I'm so sorry it's because I've got to call you fire every time and then when I go to speak <laughs> yeah. fire I sometimes want to say fine. fix and it's how it goes and I've had two hours sleep and um, you um, you get more of a sense of, of conjuration magic from each of these um, uh, columns. The water around them is affected by the magic, but not necessarily magic themselves. It is simply the columns, these four columns, that are giving off that kind of droning tone. They're, they're charging the air around them. Um, they were packed with magic probably hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, and for the most part, it feels like uh, conjuration spell that is really the strongest school of magic you get from these uh from these columns um me uh give me an investigation or an arcana check as well merlin since you'll we'll just we'll just have you do this damn 27 this um actually looks very similar to the um and maybe you understand it to be very, very similar spell casting or um, uh, enchanting, kind of, uh, to the huge slabs of stone that you guys encountered when you were under the uh, mountain, when you there was a waterfall. Um, looking and walking up to one of these, Merlin, you look up and peer up, looking at the huge slab. Um, do you step in the water at any point? You know what? I will, because I don't think Merlin would sense any danger from stepping into the water. There, you step into the water, maybe cautiously with your first step, um, and it comes up to about your ankles. Um, you realize that these are just really little more than just enormous puddles um, that just do not seem to be drying up or changing with the weather at all. Um, again, being kind of charged with this magical energy. Um, the droning becomes louder for you as you, as soon as you make contact with this water and a static electricity runs across your body, but not in a, in much more, like, not like a painful way or an actual electric shock. Um, and, uh, you step up to, let's say just the central pillar because it's nice and big and easy to approach. Um, and when you do so, you can see that written along the, uh, the column around the depictions of the snakes and the tieflings, um, 
there is the representation of the fire element on this kind of obsidian disc which is embedded into this um, column and underneath it is an opening which is about the size of a football something that you could place uh, you could place something inside very similar to those slabs that you you um, dealt with uh, way back when the quite near the beginning of the campaign where you had to place uh, steam in one and you put ice in another and um, it, it's the same kind of uh, deal um, you also notice that there are writings in a um, do you speak infernal Merlin no uh-uh maybe you can recognize it um, there is infernal writing written below the opening on uh, this each of the columns has the same thing going on it's just that one of these columns is just much larger than the other ones merlin the power coming from the central column is stronger than the other three um you just get the sense that they're linked uh, but this is just a central uh, power source for all four of these columns hmm I guess Merlin would then fixate on the um, small opening that is there on the fire pillar. Um, I would probably run by this with the rest of the gang before I did anything. So Merlin would probably then express everything that he's um, uncovered through um, detecting magic and stuff. Um, I don't propose we... Um, we intend to do something um, here. I, I am very curious about these pillars, though, and what they might uh, um, do if, if we somehow unlock their abilities. They I sense a lot of power. This seems um, quite the nostalgia trip, doesn't it? Reminds me of that cave back where does, we all met. doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, well... I guess I see no harm in it if you want to try and open it. I, I don't think it is a trap. If it were a trap, it would have sprung already when you walked up to it, yeah? This oh, seems yes, more like no, a lock I... holding a container shut. I sense no danger here. Now that, however, is famous last words, so I'm <laughs> going to step back while you do it. <laughs> I will step forward, and I will stand near Merlin. Solidarity. I will also inspect the pillar um, to see if it looks like the one from the mists, like Fairlight, or like Will mentioned. Um, you can give me a history check with advantage. Um, the all of you can tell that it it is it is similar, um, but but also very much not the um, the huge huge slabs that you found that were charged with energy inside the uh, under the mountain that was in the mist um the three of them were the three states of water um gas solid liquid um and each of them had these huge um indents and runs of lines that were moving up and down them that were glowing um it they they had the same it's the same kind of enchantment um it is the same kind of enchantment but only maybe merlin understands this with his spell active or and he could relay this to you the people who would have cast that spell in the uh cave and the people that would have created this spell here um would most likely be the be using the same spell 
um, but it looks different. Um, it doesn't have the lines that run up and down it. These just look, to the layman's eye walking past this, they would just look like plain columns. Um, they're windswept and battered, um, but not too poorly, worse for wear. Um, I don't think that they would look exactly the same to you, um, but with Merlin's help, you figure out it's the same kind of spell casting. Probably, it, it's unlikely this would have been like the same wizard or anything like that. Um, with an 11, you just about pass the tiefling check. Um, yes. What you see looking over this is a depiction of um, these snakes which are being kept back by a uh, set of tiefling mages. Um, and this... Uh, Reminds you of a story that is a pretty classic tiefling tale um, that you will have picked up somewhere. Don't know where. Um, you are also probably able to read the Infernal. Um, mm -hmm. What do you want first? Um, I'd see the pictures first, so we'll go with the story. All right. Well... Here you go. Earthax, a tiefling story. Please read mm. it for the class. Mm -hmm. I've seen these uh, from a book once that I read. Um, I said there's a tale of a group of tiefling elemental mages known as the Pyre, who once fought off a giant snake known as Earthax. The key to their victory was a synchronized spell utilizing four elements. Once defeated, the mages bound Earthax to their will. And said you could whisper to Earthax through a fire flame, etch your words to him on a frozen lake, call to him on a windy night, or strike out at the earth for his attention. So long as Earthax heard your call, he would bless you with elemental strength. Bless us with elemental strength, you say? I think we need all the help we can get. I'm just hoping that that tale is accurate, because if I wanted to lure unsuspecting travelers to their doom, the promise of power is one quick way to do it. I can't help but think you probably wouldn't find many down here who would know that story. That's true. And again, well, there had to have been, what? Four tieflings down here in the desert to do this in the first place. I wonder what drew them to this place. Hmm. Perhaps just the climate. <laughs> yeah. Or perhaps lovely, they too were lost. Lovely weather out here on the sand. Uh, it is when you don't mind the heat so much. I like to read the text as well. Yeah, underneath that... the um, uh, opening. Uh, there is the symbol of the flame and an opening that you might be able to place something into very like really similar looking to the other ones um, in design and underneath it in infernal it says heat and cold on the fire column um, running over to the one that's uh, maybe got the water symbol on it you can see it says adhesion and cohesion on the one that has the air symbol it says pushing and repulsion and on the earth one, it says hardness and softness. Okay. 
Don't do it. I didn't. I didn't do anything. Uh, and I'll, uh, yeah. I'll quickly upload Can't that take for you. you guys well. anywhere. <laughs> You're learning that now. <laughs> um, yep, I will just let everyone know. Hmm. Okay, then. So let's assume we want to I'll speak to this giant snake and accept his blessing. What were the four steps again? Fix. Um, so heat and cold. Oh, you said whisper through fire, hit the ground, uh, something. Say them right. again. What were the four sure. steps? Whisper through a fire flame, etch your words on a frozen lake, call on a windy night, or strike at the earth. Okay. So, if we perhaps freeze the water there and write in it or like scrape something on it one person whisper through the fire yeah I think we could do all four of these things simultaneously so long as each one of us can handle one of those things is it windy? by any chance is it windy right now? Uh, roll me a d20 <laughs> oh, above no. a 10 it is windy please or there is at least a breeze oh no no like not really any at all. A very, very okay. light breeze, but not anything. Got an inspiration point you want to use? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> I re-roll it and I alter the weather. If that's what you want to use the inspiration point, you may. It, it, no. Like, You're never going to use it. No, it's, um, no I'm it's never going to. It's not really windy at the moment, but I can perhaps make it somewhat so. Like, of these four different things, that's the one that I have the most control over. I could also make fire if needed, but I think Merlin's far better at it than I am. Oh, that's my specialty. The, uh, the, the puzzling one, then, would be... Earth. Um, you have any talents in that department? To strike the Earth. Hmm. I can strike the Earth. Mm. I'll just hold up my dagger. What about your um, your thunder wave thing with your sword? Oh, see, that's what I was thinking for generating some wind. The that thunder wave generates quite a bit of of pushback and wind. So, and I, I'm gesturing to the the thunder obelisk and saying, so pretty clearly, I can handle this one, but the others, I don't know. We could cheat, actually. Fix, if you froze the cheat. water... Well, hear me out. If Fix froze the water, Fire could etch her words in it, and thereby Fire's doing the water one. Yeah? That would free up Fix to handle Earth. Or Fire. I'm sorry, I, I don't know how deep your, your bag of tricks goes. You're the wizard. You, you tell me. What do you think? Do you have a spell yeah. that could manipulate the earth in some way? I do like your way of thinking. However, um, I could try and do something with, um, well, the earth pillar. Well, whatever we're sure? going to try and do, we need to do it all at the same time, yes? Yes, I, I am also under the impression with the 
With this one, however, I, I can conjure a fire spell, no problem. I do not speak infernal. I don't know if perhaps we are supposed to, I don't know, say something and... Mm, that is a good point. To, would anyone happen to know infernal? So slowly raise my hand. Everyone stare at Vix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's yeah, the like, the tiefling Vicks. native language. Infernal. Mm -hmm. well, there you have it. Mm. What should I write in the... If I'm carving something in the ice, what... Is there something I should... His name, perhaps? I would... Yeah, suggest just his name. It sounds like this whole thing is a ritual for getting his attention. Mm-hmm. And how is that spelled, just so I don't... <laughs> E-R-T-H-A-X. Okay, thank you. Don't need to write it in Infernal, do we? Mm -hmm. I, should think, I think we do. Be, okay. be on the safe side. All this other text is in Infernal. Perhaps you write it in your native tongue. Be mm -hmm. safe. Just show me how it looks and I'll just try to copy it. Are we sure this water can be frozen? Is it magical water, Merlin? Oh, you can surely freeze water, no problem. And, uh, well, fix she she's got um well that that's uh, one of her uh, her specialties. She mm -hmm. would have no, no something trouble. I can handle. Um, it does occur to me that if we are going to whisper his name through the wind, I believe his name is the same in any language. I'm sort of speaking the name out loud. It should be the same regardless. So I was just thinking if you write it down. Right. Yes. Yes. I was just saying I don't need to whisper it. Agreed. That means anybody okay. can do the fire one. Right. Yeah. So um, I I I guess this is how we go about it. I conjure a fire spell here on this pillar. Fix would then um, freeze the lake. Fire would etch the words needed and um, well, you then would use um, what was what was that again? To uh, I'll take get, care get of the air one. Wind uh, going. That, okay. that I am confident I can handle. I got the air one. What's the solution right. to the earth again? Are we just going to have someone go over there and smack the ground? Uh, well, um, I, I would imagine it would have to be something quite big to get his attention. Um, as it says, strike out at the earth. I, um... I could try firing a couple of blasts at it. Well, that that's worth a try. So hang on, I will be... Freezing the water, and I'll etch the name in, in Infernal. That could work. And then I can fire a couple blasts at the Earth one. What should I do? Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. How's that? Hmm. Fire an arrow at the Earth one as well? Okay. I think you should just teach Fire how to write Earth Axe in Infernal and have her write the words so that you can go deal with the Earth one at the same time. Remember, we yeah, have to do all this... There's too much on your plate. We have to do all this at the same time. We can't have fix in exactly. multiple places Exactly. This at is once. something we have to divide amongst all of us. Okay. Bye. Is the name written in Infernal where I can see it? Yeah, is it like an Infernal language? Uh, alphabet. There we go. That's the word. Yeah. Okay. You, you can easily you know, etch it somewhere or fire to yeah. see. Okay. okay, I take out my notebook and uh, sort of write it on a piece of paper cursively and hand it over. 
Maybe okay. give it a go a couple times. I'll give you the pen. Yeah. Well, the ink. <laughs> I'll copy it a few times. Try and get it right. Here you go. Yeah, just there's, for the fun there's, of um, it. there's an accent on the A. Don't forget that. that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Perfect. Dread to wonder what that actually spells in Wingdings, but <laughs> <laughs> let's never find out. Just, I just, just used question. Infernal Script Generator and got Oh, there that. you go, yeah. <laughs> it does look like Chicken Scratch Infernal a little bit. Yes. I sort of uh, guide well, uh, Fire uh, over and over and help her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Merlin had a question. Yeah, sorry. Um, are we allowed to use any of our new spells from our level up? Yes. You have uh, them. Hmm, okay, uh, well, I, I may have just picked up Lightning Bolt for, for, for us, um, so I don't know if we want to use that to strike to Earth, because I know that will definitely cause some noise. <laughs> that will strike the Earth, all right. Okay, all right. I so, think we uh, need you for fire, though. I think hmm. you're the only person. I do. I, I, I wouldn't imagine a, a big flame, though, quite like Fireball, would um, have to. Well, not unless it... Oh... I suppose Vita could do fire. <clears throat> it might be that the spells Vita themselves could. don't... Vita might be practically that, that... is fire. So perhaps the spells themselves don't need to be simultaneous, but simply announcing or writing his name. Because even by the plan we were just going with, Fix was going to freeze the water in advance and then let fire write the mm -hmm. name. So that would also mean you could light the fire in advance and just get ready to whisper the name into it True. all at once. I think the only ones that need to be done at the same time, or the only ones that need to happen and can't be done in advance would be earth and air. Because when I generate the air, I need to yell the name, and when you strike the ground, you need to yell the name. But we could get the fire and the ice in advance and just be ready to whisper the name. I hope. Okay. I'm just theorizing here. Might as well. So, Let us begin. shall we... You don't think this go, giant then. snake is gonna, like, you know, erupt from the ground and try to swallow us whole or anything? That's honestly exactly what I expect to happen, and I'll just be pleasantly surprised if he actually appears and grants us a gift like some sort of genie. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just making sure that we were all, we all had that possibility. Fix, how powerful were these pyre mages, out of curiosity? DM, how powerful were these? <laughs> uh, you only got an 11 on this. For you, it's just like mm -hmm. a oak tail. So it's not mm -hmm. like a, it's not even like a historically accurate thing um, mm -hmm. that you can, you don't, there's like no a Hans way. Christian Andersen sort of story <laughs> that you read about when you're a child. Yeah, it's, it's like, maybe it was probably based on like a true story, but like, you don't, there's no way you know. Okay. Um, I would have no idea. It was a children's book I read once. Pictures. Oh, well, actually makes me feel slightly better, I suppose, that this is perhaps all just a children's fable. Mm -hmm. All right, so shall we give it a go? Let's, let's begin. Uh, all right, well, uh, I guess freeze and burn to your heart's content, and then when we're all ready, we can do the names all at once. Okay. Okay, who does what? I walk over to the ice pool and cast frostbite on it. Okay. And I am I... standing at the air column and but waiting until fire is ready to start carving the name. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Merlin will kind of stick his hand into the um, the little opening in the fire pillar and emit fire from his hand. Okay. Now we'll then walk over to the earth pillar and stand ready to fire an Eldritch Blast. Should we do a countdown or...? Well, fire, you just tell us when you're ready because I think writing the name is going to take longer than any of these others, so okay. on your mark. I'm ready. I can do it pretty quickly. Okay. Whenever you start writing, we go. I'm going to start writing. Now. Okay. I will cast Thunder Wave and I believe my instructions were yell his name on a windy night, so I just yell Earthax and, and uh, Thunder Wave blast this column. Yep, at the same time, what do you do, Fire? I, I, after As I'm writing his name or after I've written it? What are you doing at the exact same time as he casts Thunder Wave and shouts Earthax? Um, I probably would say the name Earthax at the same time as try to time it to when I finish the last letter. Okay, and at the same time, what are you doing, Merlin? I'm whispering Earthax to the flame. And uh, fix. Uh, yeah, I'm blasting the ground, and I'll probably call Earthax as well. Just synchronicity. Yeah. Um, all of this happens at once, and you hear a booming voice um, at exactly the time as you all cast all of these things. Each of the columns, that droning noise um, picks up hugely and you hear a voice shout Show me that you are worthy of my strength. Hmm. Uh-oh. Oh. Will roll oh. me a d4. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay. How's the four grab you? Okay. Um, you get that one. Um, then who did I ask next? It was fire. Roll me a d3. Now, I'm going to guess you were probably stood about here. Um, a three. So that means you get this gift. Uh, d3. And then, uh, Merlin, were you next? Did I ask you next? Yeah, roll me a d2. What? Uh, one. You get this gift. And that leaves the final gift for... Fix over there. Now, to save myself, from any further confusion. I am going to just move these away. As while, uh, when you guys cast all these spells, you uh, hear this voice shout to, to show you, uh, show him, show it your strength. And the columns in front of you begin to drone very loudly. The the columns themselves begin to um, shift and change a little bit. Uh, you see them kind of 
um, wobble and the they almost um, they almost begin to bulge in a way. Things then appear, pushing out from the column, kind of sand shape. For some of you, it looks different. For Will, small snakes begin to um, fall out from the column, landing um, in the water below. They kind of just look like um, uh, uh, sand um, stone made, um, but moving, and then they begin to shift and uh, take more of a flesh-like form. The column in front of fire and the column in front of fix um, an enormous snake head appears out of the side of the column. Uh, these great um, shifting sand snakes turn into huge constrictor snakes. And in front of you, Merlin, the form of uh, uh, Earthax himself as the um, a skeletal snake forms um, curled around the largest of all of the columns uh, a head curls over the top of it and uh, that is the uh, the bone naga Vertex himself so I will need initiatives from everyone and I will produce for you your foes first uh, uh, uh. And then I will roll a lot of dice. I just want to go on record and say that when Brad says, don't be scared, <laughs> this yeah. is why Always scared. be scared. What are you afraid Always. of? <laughs> this was where you, you, you walked up to these stone things. I didn't make you. Yeah, you got lost. Mm-hmm. Um... Imagine wasting all this preparation. We could never. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with this five minutes before the show began. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Let's see here. So, first of all, um, Earthax himself <laughs> is going to go on a four. Nice. Uh, yeah, he is. Second of all, the constrictor snakes will both for the ease of uh, my life and brain power will go on the same turn and they go on a four as well <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. and then the uh four smaller poisonous snakes that are rushing towards will will go on a five wow what the fuck there you go <laughs> see it seems the gods are in your favor mm-hmm. and yeah uh, where it doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is everybody on here? Yeah? Um, okay. So, uh, reacting first, um, kind of appearing out of this column, uh, just an enormous snake. For a moment, it, uh, again, looks kind of like sand, there's sand running off of it. Um, it takes more of a sandstone form and then becomes a kind of uh, huge reptilian, um, scaly green giant constrictor snake um it has eyes on you each of the things that come out of the column that you're the closest to seem to be focused on whomever is closest to them at the time for the record um but that doesn't mean they're hyper focused on you it's just what's happening right now um what do you do first fire Uh, unfortunately for you you are within 
melee range of this creature. Yes. I would like to bring out my iris blade and slice it. Okay. An attack roll. Ooh. A 27. Yeah, this thing kind of forms in front of you. Um, This booming voice from behind you as a skeletal snake appears on the central column and you're immediately bringing... Oh, I don't get sneak attack though, do I? Blade. Um, No. Okay, so that... Yeah, just just ignore that. The 11 piercing and the 2 poison damage here as you uh, strike out at this snake. Yes, and then I would like to... Um, I would like to disengage and then go here. Okay. And end my turn. Okay. Brings us to Will. Lots of little snakes rushing across the ground, across the sands here towards you. Yes. Yes, I see that. And I'm thinking because i'm very good at fighting one big thing and i'm very very bad at fighting many small things so i don't want to stay here um i'm going to i guess i'll start moving towards everybody else and i'll go right i can't really see the i think sorry i'm having trouble seeing the grid on the background um, i shall darken I it up for you hold on yeah. oh, can you actually do that that would be yeah. phenomenal uh, I don't know if that's the um, wrong way or the... Yeah, that was the wrong way. That made it harder. And then I'm going to take advantage of my newfound ability to swing twice. Uh, and I will swing at this orange snake. One. Uh, a 20 to hit. 20 to hit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess you kill it immediately. Yes, you probably just bring this sword down and uh, lop the head off of this snake. Um, It rolls over to one side, its head falling off. Before its head has even um, uh, rolled twice, it kind of turns to sand and falls, uh, just kind of disappears in front of your eyes. Oh, okay. They are not that strong. (laughs) In that case, uh, I'm just going to keep moving towards Merlin to get between him and the huge thing trying to eat his face. So I will move here. And end my turn. Okay, Vita. Hmm, Vita will fly around this boy and take the help action. Um, yep, how's that? And then you. And then I will move 30 foot towards Merlin and far to Eldritch. Oh, uh, hex this constrictor snake with a. A flick of my hand, and then two Eldritch Blasts. He's being hexed for strength. Okay. And... Yep. And then a 26 and a 17. 26 and a 17 are both hits. With, uh... 7 necrotic damage. In total? Uh, so... uh, There's, uh, 14, 24 damage. 24? Yep. How do you kill it? Oh, hell yeah. Um, the blast goes in through its mouth um, and sort of ripples down its body and spirals all the way in before it kind of like explodes into sand. Yeah, just explodes into sand, kind of landing in the uh, 
in the uh, water around this column and the uh, first constrictor snake is dead. And then you rush towards Merlin here as well? Yep. All right. Um, now it is all these little poisonous snakes. Uh, what can they move? They can move pretty quick. Uh, yeah. One going to rush over, just kind of chasing you, I think. Will? Um, I wonder if they can all get to you, actually. Nope. Two can get to you. One will uh, wriggle through your legs, but it's it's uh, it's going to not be able to attack you there. And sorry, viewers. There you go. They chased him from over there. And then two of these things are going to try and bite you. The revenge of the little buggers. Oh, yes. But, oh, wow. Look at that. 224s. Okay, question. Hmm. The ring of poison resistance that I'm wearing, is that for the poison condition or damage or both? Um, I would imagine the damage type. Ring of poison, that's a standard thing, so I can look it up. It will be whatever the, uh, uh, poison damage. Okay. I don't want to get poisoned. I will reaction and use shield to boost my AC to 25. Yep. You, uh, these, these things kind of wriggle across the, the sand. They leap up towards you, bearing their fangs. And then they, ding, ding, hit this arcane shield that you bring up. They hit the ground, wriggling, curling, and then right themselves as if to come in to go for you again. But that is the end of their turns. It is Merlin's turn. Oh, boy. I am within Earthaxe's attack range. Um, can I attempt to use a bonus action first? I want to attempt to push him away. You can do it, yes. Okay, I push Earthax off his pillar. Alright, well, let's try see. to. And is that oh, a strength saving throw versus your... Oh, is he perched on top of that pillar? He's kind of yes. curled around it, yeah. Uh-huh. As he's like forming around the thing. Let's do a... Wow, there you go. A 20. I don't think that you No, uh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, um, he's kind of uh, on this thing. You telekinetically begin to push at him, but you feel the weight of this creature, um, as well as the fact that he's kind of curled around this uh, column and is beginning to slide uh, and move around it. Kind of just really, really tough to move this big, big... Um, so he's just a set of bones, a, a set of snake's bones magically uh, moving. That's your bonus action. Yep. Oh boy. Um, I can't. I can't cast anything because I'm. Too, we're too close. We're too close to each other. Um, I guess I will just pre-shield in advance. You can't. It's a reaction. Oh darn it! That's right. Yeah. Um, it does mean that as long as you don't use your reaction when you get hit, mm-hmm. uh, you can cast the spell. So it it, it gotcha. won't consume your action to do so. Reaction is just you, another thing. You, you can still use most of your spells, Disby. Just like Scorching Ray and Fire. But the ones where you have to roll a dice and see if they hit. Oh. Those you want to avoid, but everything else you can still use. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Just avoid anything that you have to roll a dice to see if it hits. Gotcha. Okay. Um... Most of my spells do that. Lightning bolt doesn't. Oh shit! It doesn't. 
I like to imagine Will whispers that. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will actually whispering to Merlin, you have lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're going with lightning bolt. <laughs> okay. A lightning bolt. Um, what does this look like as you cast this for the first time towards this enormous uh, bone naga Merlin on this column? Merlin has just got his tiny arms up and then just a bunch of like stormy clouds just start to come around him and the the clouds then begin to roar and um well just in a flash just like that um well a uh, a line of just thunder just well um in like a flash just blasts earth axe okay so that is a dex save either way you need to roll me 8d6 Earth Axe will make a dexterity saving throw. Um, 13, I think, is under your... Under your... That is a yeah. terrible roll. <laughs> All those ones. And a two. Um, first yeah, time evocating this lightning bolt. This enormous um, line, by the way, this goes 100 in front of you it's just it's like a kamehameha kind of it just goes um it hits this column it hits earthax earthax doesn't move just takes the entire brunt of it um you see this wave of electricity run up the column itself and um he takes 22 damage from that one um let's see here i'm gonna roll a dice um Earthax says yes. and is that the end of your turn? Yes, but I'm concerned. Did he like that? Uh <laughs> maybe. A constrictor snake is rushing after you, Fire. Mm-hmm. This large snake just begins to rumble across the sands here. Um uh, rushing at you, it is going to attempt to. Uh, I guess it will try and get you. Actually, it's going to try and r- move around you. This thing rumbling around your uh, body. It's going to attempt to constrict you. Uh, oh, on a ten, uh, I nope. think it has to. Yeah, it hits you on a. Yeah. Um, yeah, it moves around you, but you kind of dance out of the way of it. You can see that it's trying to maneuver itself into a position that it can trap you, but you're able to dance, push yourself, and move out of the way from this creature being able to do such a thing, bringing us to Earthaxe's turn himself. Um, ooh, you know what I think he should do here at this point? Um... Earthaxe's tail is curled around this column all the way down to the bottom here. Um, you see it move out. It it It's a pointed, um, uh, tapered tail that you can see that it, it doesn't even look as if it's um, like a spine would have joints. They don't even look like they're fully attached. It's just being held entirely together. Um, Merlin, you feel the top of this tail come down and uh, touch the top of your wizard's hat as he bestows a curse upon you. Um, Ah. Give me a wisdom saving throw. 
Uh oh. Oh, that is. Uh, oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> a natural oh. one. Let's see what you will be cursed with. Uh, oh, no. You have been cursed by Earthax here. And um, I think um, you, while cursed, you must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of your turns. If you fail to beat what I think is uh, 12, um, if, you, if you fail to beat a 12, you essentially, end your turn ends, you miss a turn. Wowie. Oh, that's rough. Okay. Um, fire's turn. Oof. Ow, 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 ow. Um, uh, I'm just gonna smack this constructor or attempt to with my iris blade. Okay. Whoop. 16, 16 to hit. And Ooh, okay. you deal, uh, yeah, how do you kill it? Ooh, um, I just slice it. I just spin in the way that my blade comes down, kind of slices it long ways down the belly, and I like to imagine it just kind of falls open. Mm. All the insides just fall out. Yeah, and then as they do, it just turns to sand and melts around mm -hmm. you and in front of you. And then, mm -hmm. and then, mm -hmm. I will move over near close to fix, like right there. Okay. And that's it. Will's turn. Uh, Paladin senses tingling. Really want to smite the big thing, but I'm still surrounded by these little guys, so I'm gonna hit them instead. Uh, I will just take a swing at the blue snake. Okay. On a. Uh, did I roll that right? On a 15. 15 is a hit. Or seven slashing damage. Yeah, cut this one's head off again. This uh, little snake is kind of recovering from hitting your arcane shield there, and it um, uh, turns, it begins to kind of coil itself as if to strike, and then its head is missing, and it turns to sand. Okay, swing number two on the red one. Boom, boom, on a 16 and six slashing damage. Okay. Uh, six. Is that enough to kill one of these little things? Yes, it is. Same thing. Chop it in half. Turns to sand. Chop, chop, chop. Blender mode engaged. Um, I will. I will step closer uh, so that I can point up at this big thing and say you're next and hit it with that. Mark a target and end my turn. All right, Vita's turn. Vita will fly over. Doo, 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 doo. How far can you get? Just to the edge of this pool here. And I don't think they can do anything else. Uh. No, they can't do anything else. So that will end their turn. Okay. Um. As Merlin fires this lightning spell, um, I'm kind of sprinting towards Merlin, and I just say, "I'm not risking this again." And I run over and I pick him up and I will cast Thunderstep Ooh. which is there you go um, so any creature within 10 foot needs to make a constitution saving throw except for Merlin and I will teleport Merlin away and myself away from the snake and we're going to go back here somewhere 
All right. Oh Con save you. 20. Right. So he takes uh, half as much damage and he'll take 3d10 thunder damage. All right. Roll me that 3d10. So 11 thunder damage. What what the, what do we all see when you do this? Um, so before earlier when I was sort of uh, practicing this, I uh, saw this mist rise up. So as this mist rises up, it kind of uh, creates this almost like a sonic boom type thing with the heat in the area. And uh, this sort of cloud uh, spreads out from between us. And there's this horrific thunder sound in your ears that rings um, and the ground around shakes. And we just disappear in a mist of smoke. All right. Where do you end up? And we're going to go... We're going to go 50 foot. Uh, so we're going to go back to behind the other pillar over here. So I'll put myself there. And Merlin will be next to me. All right. Place yourself over there, Merlin. And is that the end of your turn? And then on bonus action, I'm going to hex the big guy uh, for... Strength. Okay. Strength hexed. Yep. And yeah, you just run in and then vanish. The mm -hmm. um, column wobbles with the um, the uh, thunderous um, step, and the you see, um, yeah, Earthx kind of uh, uh, rocked on this thing doesn't like fall off of it or die or anything but he is certainly affected by it the poisonous snake however will certainly try and bite will on a 20 this is your ac will you're muted again so i'm very bad at this today um okay. yeah now that that'll mm. hit and i'm not i'm not wasting any more spell slots shielding these little guys all right you take one piercing damage Five poison damage and need to make me a con need to make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh thirteen on the con save. You make the con save. Uh so let's see. Um oh so you only take uh three poison damage from that. Does it uh Three total or three poison, one piercing? Like, three does it poison, one piercing. Okay. It is then Merlin's turn. You need to make me a wisdom saving throw. Yep. All right. I'm on it. There we go. Gotta be a 12. <gasps> you do it. Yep. Do your yes. turn as Ooh. you so wish. Oh my God. I'm going to fireball this son of a gun. <laughs> Deck save from him. Massive fireball hitting him. I'm guessing you aim it in a way that it doesn't ignite fire and... No. Uh, 19 on his deck save. <gasps> he did it. He made it. Well, he still, he still takes, takes half. Half of 27, which is rounded up. So it's... Uh, 14. Be 14. Thank you so much. I can do basic math. Yeah, this... <laughs> Fireball <laughs> hits um, Earthax, and uh, yeah, you see him struck by the uh, the fire, and he says, ah, yes. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that is my turn. Okay. 
The constrictor snakes are dead. It is Earthaxe's turn. Hmm. Earthaxe coils downwards after being hit by this. Um, hits the water and slides around uh, away from where this column is. I guess he will go... Um, let's see here. Uh, what can you move? Where can you go? You can go over here. Uh, slides up. Um, backs up against this plateau, which is, uh, over here. Now then, you will all recognize this spell because Merlin cast it earlier on. As this lightning to begins hurt. to coalesce at the oh, center of this no, uh, no, 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 no. set of bones and uh, yeah. teeth. And uh, Earthax is going to cast Lightning Bolt. This is 100 feet long, so it's going to hit uh, Will, Fix, and Merlin for fun. Give me a dexterity saving throw, each of you. Please. Thank goodness. Make, no. make, fail. Um, okay, so Fix and Will will only take half of this damage. Merlin, you will have to take the full brunt of 31 lightning damage. As this thing, just a torrent of electricity is uh, unleashed. It rips up the sand in front of you. A line of lightning strikes Will. Uh, Will kind of gets down behind his shield. The, a lot of the arcane energy kind of still runs over his body. He's clearly hit by it. Fix maybe dodges out of the way in a way that um, allows them to take only a little bit of the, the damage or half of it. Um, but Merlin is just smacked with the center of the, uh, the line of this. And uh, you take uh, all that damage. You're still up though, right, Merlin? You leveled yeah, up. Yeah, I am, but probably looking like barbecue. <laughs> Uh, I will hellish rebuke. Oh yeah, give me that. What do I have to do for that? I forget. Um, that is. I never add this to my thing because I'm dumb. Uh, deck save. A dexterity saving throw. Coming up, nineteen. Still takes half, I think. Okay. Uh, give me the damage. Yep. So seventeen fire damage halved. So uh, nine. No. No. Someone do maths for me. Eight. Sorry, what were you doing? Half, Wait, of, 17? half of seventeen. Half yeah, of seventeen. It would be eight. It'd be eight. eight. Seven. It, you rounded down, so it'd be eight. Okay. The uh, the um, yeah, this lightning uh, strikes everything in its path, kicking up uh, dirt and sand, and then the bones of this enormous snake, which is coiling up, kind of moving as if he's going to climb this un, uh, plateau behind you, um, suddenly ignites flame running across the bones of the creature. But oh, no, no, wait, tell a lie. He's 70 foot away. I can only do 60. Sorry. All right. Oh. Nothing happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is the end of his turn anyway, and it is Fire's turn. Mm-hmm. Seeing Merlin get hit that hard uh, and realizing that it seemed to happen in a straight line, I'm going to yell at Fix. Uh, take care of him. I will. And just shake my head, kind of like, fuck. I'm, am I doing the right thing here? And then I will 
go here so I can step around the pillar and sharpshooter shot because I'm mad. Okay. Ooh. Natural 23 there. Uh, natural 20. Give me the... Well, I guess that is the damage. She mad. You do a 16 and a 1. That's horrific. Listen. Listen. Crit damage. <laughs> Wait, listen. Leave me alone. only another 1d6. How is this doing so much? Oh, right. Because it's the fucking sharpshooter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you do 17 uh, damage. You get angry. You, you shout at Fix and then you push yourself into a position. How do you kill the Earth Axe? Ooh. I directly into the center of his face. Yeah. The arrow flies. Um, you see it strike the uh, the the uh, the bone of this uh, enormous um, snake um, skull, but normally you would expect it to kind of just bounce off or scratch along it. You see it actually embed into the snake. Um, the skull itself turns um, from bone to sand as from the skull down the spine, this uh, mm -hmm. bone naga is reduced once again to sand but as the sand hits the ground this time it doesn't disappear it begins to slowly move across the ground back towards that central column and it is will's turn there's still one of these little snakes uh <clears throat> earth axe is down for the count looks right. like it or okay <laughs> looks like <laughs> I, I hate that answer oh, so no. much um can I study it for a second? The, the way he just kept going, yes, like he was enjoying this. I don't think we actually killed him. Can I Can I look at Earthax and see if it's you can still moving and trying to get... Arcana check with disadvantage. Okay. I don't think you're particularly knowledgeable in this area. Uh, a 10. <laughs> um, I don't think you know, really, whether he's, like, reforming or whether this is just what happens when you defeat Earthax uh, on a 10. Um, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, in that case, I will chop chop at the last snake next to me to get rid of it. Uh, uh, 25 to hit with 10 slashing. Yeah, you chop this snake's head off and you end the combat as uh, you defeat the final of the uh, the final one of these little snakes. You see uh, the snakes split in half from Will, the little snake turning to sand. The rest of this sand moving across um, from where Earthax was back to the column itself. Um, each of you recognize once again that kind of droning sound get louder and louder and louder as each of these pillars, these columns, um, begin to kind of vibrate again um, with the last of the sand um, rushing towards this column. It moves up the column and in the center where the flame is, the um, the symbol on that obsidian um, disc uh, ignites into flame and you hear the voice of Earthax once again as it booms centrally from this column and says You fought well earned your blessing I am Earthax Speak now Choose an element to pair with from Earthax to carry until the end of your days. 
Well, what flavor do you want to choose? Earth, for me. Fix chooses Earth. I'll just look at Merlin. Fire. You're going with fire. You're going with fire or I'm going with fire? You're going with fire. Okay. Okay. We go everywhere with fire. No, I think... it. Fire. Fire? So I had to get you back for it, all right? You did that to me at some point. <laughs> I'll go with water. I guess I'll just kind of look resigned towards the, uh, the air pillar and say, seems fitting. Okay, let me roll a dice. Earthx says, Earth for the tiefling, fire for the elm, water for the undead, elm for the child. The top of the Sorry, column what? spits <laughs> out sand. Um, it explodes across you and begins to rain down over each of you. Um, fix, you get plus 15 HP permanent. Uh, up your max HP. Okay. You are now the tank. I'm getting out of the way. Fire. Uh, you get plus one strength. Permanent. Um. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, Merlin, you get plus one constitution. Permanent. And Will, you get plus one dex. Permanent boon. And that is where we're going to go to a break here. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. We're going to go to a short break. And when we return, we will see where the party go next. Welcome back to part two of episode 33, I think, of this light. And um, yeah, you four, you receive this blessing, um, interpret it however you wish, but this uh, set of sand rains down over you. You um, hear that droning sound um, uh, quieten and then stop. Um, I think all of you get the idea that these columns fall inert around you the charge to that kind of arcane energy um dissipates um and while you're um probably merlin your understanding of this rather than the actual spell itself um uh it isn't like these columns fall inert truly they just fall inert to you um they're technically still magic and things like that um but you find yourselves kind of in this hilly area. You know which way you were headed, um, which way is northeast, um, and uh, you can continue your um, day of travel if you'd like, unless you want to rest again or, or anything like that. It's entirely up to you. Um, we probably did, actually. Let me see what time it would be. Probably be getting on a bit. Um, we'll say it's around midnight, maybe, mm. that uh, you encounter this thing. You've done your full day of travel um 
through the uh, through the wasteland here, but it took you longer than you were hoping um, to reach those twin rocks uh, since you went off course a little bit. So by now you should be at the twin rocks, but you're not, though uh, you do know the way. It's up to you if you want to choose this area to rest in for the evening or if you want to continue going. I'd say we rest here. I wouldn't mind resting here either. Okay. Long rest? Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's see here. So, um, I need a D20 from Will. And a constitution saving throw from Will. Mm. Oh, boy. And uh, a wow. wisdom saving throw from Will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. No, uh oh. You need con save, wisdom save, and D20? A con save, a wisdom save, and a D20, yes. Okay, so the flat D20 roll, there's a 12 for you. The con save is a nat 20, uh, totaling out to 26. Lovely. Indestructible. Uh, and then wisdom save. Not quite as indestructible. Not as good. <laughs> Alright, so this is awkward. Um Yeah, I think the uh the night falls here. Um the true night, obviously it's been dark, but true midnight night falls. You guys maybe find an area um near here. It's a decent area with the uh with the arcane energy kind of probably driving away any creatures. Um uh it's probably a pretty decent place to rest um and uh you maybe set up a, a little area set up a small camp um and uh, each of you begins your rest those of you uh that need to actually sleep can sleep those of you that need to trance trance um maybe somebody prepares a small meal or you eat um some bits and pieces merlin you can roll me uh um a herbalism kit because you found the mushrooms uh, the appropriate mushrooms on your forage check 21, 21 so you will end up making another one of those potions of greater healing so you have two I think now um, if you didn't have any before. yeah I got two um, with those uh, those mushrooms um, and um, the evening of rest begins however Will you are plagued by some uh strange thoughts or dreams maybe um if you're actually sleeping um this is not an active effect of the the mist trying to mess with you or anything like that you now will intermittently um need to make me con saves and wisdom saves because your brain is split multiple ways um and oh your memories are uh, confusing as you continue to struggle here with the thoughts, feelings, memories of uh, previous lives you will notice certain effects um, nothing crazy but um, you this evening have a night of just awful dreams perhaps if it's sleep um maybe a, a light sense of maybe like anxiety in the darkness you know when you're kind of 
sometimes you'll be home alone and you'll catch like a strange shadow at the edge of your vision and you it, it's like a thing that makes you draws your attention to it um, and there's nothing there there isn't even like a firelight that's causing a flicker it's just a thing that happens for you i think you have an uh an uncomfortable evening uh, having been so disconnected from your your previous selves while you were exploring that mine earlier in the day today um i think that begins to wear off a little bit the effects of that previous check that you made um and you start to notice uh just a lot of thoughts and feelings that just feel like they're not yours like one minute you're just feeling yourself you're feeling fine and normal you're thinking about the events of today and then the next minute you're thinking about um the last time you were here 500 years ago with Corsheldi wandering through this um, exact same patch of land, maybe. Um, and the thoughts and feelings that you had then, um, a more positive sense of um, understanding and uh, this connection to a, a very religious part of yourself that you, I don't think, have as well. Um, that kind of sense of, uh, of hope and the understanding that you're on a righteous path um, and that probably nothing can really stop you as this is kind of fated to a degree um, and that you are in the service of something greater than you and then it, and then you snap back to yourself I think for, and, it, and it is just an an uncomfortable evening um, luckily you don't suffer any physical effects from this but um, if you fail both of those um, and uh, if you fail both of those saves um, and you roll uh, low enough on that d20 it's possible that you can you can have such an uncomfortable day or night or rest etc that it will cause you to have uh, maybe a um, a point of exhaustion or something like that um, as it goes you don't suffer anything like that I think you get the sleep um, it's just uncomfortable um, and uh, you're starting to feel this maybe mental tear um, because you literally have um, four people's full lives worth of memories that are coming through to you in it's like a radio frequency turning off and on at times um however by the time the next day rolls around or you guys have finished your rest i should say um it would be something like 8 a.m um in the morning um as each of you have had your rests um and have spent the evening maybe just conversing or eating food relaxing making sure that you're not doing anything too strenuous um maybe those of you that are uh, on watch um, through the evening or don't need sleep will notice Will shifting a little uncomfortably but I don't know if it would be anything too um, overt um, other than that you each get the effects of a full long rest this is one of the weirdly safest places in this entire desert um, there is no encounter rolls so you can have your full HP your full complement of spells and you can take back half of your hit die rounded up that's the one that you round up um if you uh, have used them and 8 a.m. ish no daylight yet but um, your day begins does anybody want to do anything anybody anything you want to do before you set off for your day and uh, continue on your journey and by the way I assume you're all heading to Kira is that the plan I know that you had kind of ideas the plan was to go to Kira and then decide whether you wanted to trek through the forest to Gafreda or follow the road. Is that right? Um, <clears throat> I think our plan was to like at least try to find the road up to Kira and then from mm -hmm. there potentially yeah. shoot straight Cross to Gafreda. I just yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I just don't know how. Are we? Are we on the? Did we find the road yet, or are we still on? No, the, you uh, are within this desert? circle here. Yeah. Um, you're somewhere in there, uh, and you're on target for the road, but you will also have to make one last set of checks. You're about half a day's travel away. In theory, okay. you should find those twin rocks and the road today. Um, depending on, you know, everything. I think we don't necessarily need to go to Kira. We just need to like find the road, get back on track, and then we could head straight to Gerfreda would be my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. agree. Um, well, if nobody's doing anything in particular or anything specific, then um, you can pack up your things, uh, maybe eat a little breakfast or something, some uh, some something something. Merlin maybe feeling a little peckish. Do you have any brains for Merlin? Yeah, no, I think I've eaten all the brains. Um, yeah, what I was I going, might... the specific thing I wanted to do is to check in on Merlin and see, how are you feeling? Do you need brains? If so, I will desperately try to find some. Please, that, that would be wonderful. I, 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 it's been uh, some time since I mm. had my last break. Is Merlin looking okay? Is there any noticeable well, deterioration? Yes, um, that thunder, that, that lightning bolt um, really did a number on Merlin. Um, he's mm. probably, he's maybe looking like he got a bit of a tan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's bits falling off of him, yeah. uh, even though we no. have witnessed it. Um, he is able to kind of magically heal um, somewhat, so it's not like he sustains damage and it's permanent. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, compared to the rest of you, he probably looks awful. You know, like <laughs> mm -hmm. sallowed yeah. skin and, and sunken yeah. eyes, and he's probably getting um, noticeably thinner as the mm -hmm. days go on, but... Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, nothing like, you know, his arms, it doesn't just fall off or anything. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm going to try to not react as much as I can. I'm going to try and hold it together. If you want to find uh, him food, that is going to be a forage yeah. check during the day for uh, food instead of mushrooms. Yep. I yes, I'm going to do the same too. For food instead, for particularly your uh, brains. Yeah, okay. You're going to hunt, essentially. All right, so let's do your travel checks then, since uh, we're, that sounds like where we're at. Give me, uh, no, wait, you two are foraging. What about the other three? What's your plans here? You're still not on the road, and while you do have a sense of direction, um, you can still get lost off of the, because uh, you're off-road. Mm-hmm. Um, Vito will be scouting for danger, and I'll be looking for uh, the path. Okay, and then Will? Uh, I will continue to assist with navigation. That is survival checks from everybody except for Vita, who will give me a perception check. I find and so many brains. All set yes. right, did you, I'm sorry, did you say perception or survival? I mean, survival for matter, you. I think. Yeah. Okay. It's the same number for me regardless. Uh, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well everyone uh passed um anyway on the other checks so um yeah you set out the same uh same kind of um flat wasteland almost like these salt flats um ahead of you as you just begin to trek outwards um however fire you find 
something extremely whatever you're looking for without it being too crazy um what do you what do you hunt during this day because mm. you catch it what would be out here maybe some skinny looking fox probably or some sort of weird yeah. desert coyote like antelope a very thin antelope-ish type creature completely lost um, yeah, at, at some point you come back with a thin-looking antelope creature. Mm -hmm. um, and while it would not be a very impressive catch in a bountiful forest, out here it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I don't kill it immediately either. I think I lure it to me. And if it's weak enough, I probably like, this is dark, but like put it in a headlock or something like that. And then I won't kill it until I'm like right next to Merlin so he can get as fresh a brain as possible. Oof. Yeah, and then there's a terrifying moment where <laughs> Merlin just devours its brains live. Yeah. Um, Merlin will probably just leap at it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. It's horrific, and then the scene cuts away quickly to you lot <laughs> continuing to walk forward with Merlin just blood in his beard around his mouth. Um, but you also do have um, legitimate meat that you can strip and cook um, on a break at some point later on in the day. Um, with the... Um, uh, aid of will fix you're able to pretty um, clearly understand the direction in which you're moving and I think uh, let me see here so that would be yeah it would, it would only be about two hours or so before the um, the landscape begins to lighten up as the sun rises around 10 a.m. Um, pretty early again probably before 10 a.m. and uh, you get a really clear understanding of your surroundings and you are like dead on target for this area known as um, Twin Rocks, these two huge mesas that just sit up uh, directly upright, enormous things, kind of impossible to miss, like a tuning fork um, sticking up out of the ground in the distance, and you have a very um, obvious um, direction to head towards, um, and you do so for, for about four hours or so here after your morning, you are able to um, progress with relative ease um vita now with the aid of the sunlight as well even though he's kind of using blindsight i guess um is scouting constantly whizzing back and forth floating around flying past checking everywhere ahead of you but aside from a few random uh creatures uh um little things lizards and and one antelope um it's pretty easy going it's it's very barren out here unless you wander into a nest of fire ants or stumble upon an ancient um a uh, set of uh enchanted stones there's really very little to see and you make it eventually to these huge um mesas this area known as twin rocks and you can see that while there's nothing and nobody here these enormous mesas are clearly used often by people um to stay at to camp at um to set up small camps there are lots of different little old looking campfires that have been used and discarded um, in the area underneath where these mesas are. Um, you can choose to rest here if you want, but you are about halfway through your normal day's um, travel. It's up to you if you want to keep going. It's going to be very easy for you to find the path. You don't need to do another set of checks. Yep, we keep going. Just full march? Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you do the full hex, and um, slowly but surely, m moving out from this wasteland, the ground underfoot begins to soften up and you start to see more vegetation in the distance you start to see hills and then eventually trees um knowing that that um that uh change 
is uh, pretty much what the path runs along because you guys walked with the path before having this road um, in quotes really this dirt road that, it, that the merchants travel on um, is pretty much just the thing that splits the wasteland from the open expanse of the green plains lands um, and um, I think it probably takes you about another two or three hours before you finally find that road again and that will be your full day's travel for this one you then presumably take a rest finally maybe you set up a fire this time and cook up some of that antelope cutting off strips um cook it up likely at some point i'm guessing salt and dry some of it eat a bunch of it now maybe cook up a stew and while you guys are resting um at the end of this day well this will be about the middle of the day probably looking about four it's daytime which is nice as well you uh need to figure out where you want to go next and you are thinking of cutting straight through here but is that actually what you're going to do yeah. i'm doing i'm doing the math to see how many days we would actually save each hex is half a day right you can kind of just uh you, you can turn snapping off on the ruler on the left there which makes it a little easier uh -huh. um you're looking at two we'll say three days from here to gofreda um it's rough terrain compared to the path um you're a lot more likely to become lost um so you can assume that you know things might go a little wrong um heading down to nim over to gore's point is a day and a half two days uh three uh, and a half four and a half days go up to kira is day two days three days four days kind of looking so at four days on the road either way by the looks of it yeah so if we cut straight to gerfreda it's three days if we go around it's four so we we really only save one day by taking this shortcut Correct. assuming and we don't get lost and that's mm -hmm. assuming, right, we don't get lost or turned around or ambushed or whatever, which could easily nullify that one day. Yeah. Your, your reasoning yeah. is to try and stay ahead of Arias arriving at Gore's point, I think. Um, just so you know, he is, is set, according to his words, to arrive at Gore's point uh, in one day. Um, and he said he would wait right. a few days, so. Right, I think we... We'd already established we're not going to get there in time to meet him right away. We're just trying to reduce its damage control, right? We're trying to get yeah. there sooner rather than later. Like, I'm just trying to figure if that one day is worth it, which Will would probably turn and voice to the whole party. I imagine you're this. doing some form of this with a map laid yeah, out yeah. in front of you anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's worth shaving one potentially one day off of our travel time. And risk running straight over. Or we get lost in the woods and it ends up taking longer. Oh, well, we just won't get lost then, right? Hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, we did manage to get turned around Easy. in a flat desert. Not <sighs> Yeah, we got turned around in the desert. We've gotten turned around in the mist. Navigation has not really been our strong suit, so I'm not no. sure I'm really confident in that but we've always somehow made it through haven't we and that's yes. what's important 
<laughs> you survive. I have no doubt that we will get to Gerfreda. I'm just not entirely sure we would actually save a day if we manage to get ourselves turned around again. Hmm. Have any of us ever taken this journey? Have we? Have uh, any of us been in this area? I have been to Gerfreda uh, two or three times now, actually. But always taking the northern road the long way around uh, straight across here mm. no never but at least if we go north and take the road north from kira it's a familiar trail to me yeah mm. i would kind of be interested in taking the the lower road funny enough <laughs> shocking i know I had I had thought of that as well. My only concern then is that we would pass through Gore's mm. Point. Yeah. Potentially run into Arias. Then we would have to double back to Gore's Point, and that's all well and good unless us meeting Arias ends up turning into a bloodbath, and then I'd never get to visit Gerfreda, which is my real yeah. concern there. Okay. Well, we can go... I mean, are we agreeing that we don't want to cut through the woods then? I, I'm saying I'm conflicted. That's why I'm asking, you know, uh, mm -hmm. opinions, advice on it, because uh, saving a day would be nice. I'm just concerned that, you know, we may not end up saving a day if we get turned around. So perhaps we need. It's a day. Well, it no, doesn't no. look like we need to save. So there's not one yeah. risk of getting lost. As much as I'm confident we'll make it through eventually, it's... Eventually. Yeah. I wouldn't Maybe mind taking the southern path. Though it seems yeah, a bit close to home for you, right, Fire? A little bit. A little bit. But if Will needs to go to Gerfreda... Well, there's nothing wrong with the, the southern path, it's just that when we get to Gore's Point, we, we don't know what's going to happen. I will not go out to that lighthouse until after I've visited Gerfreda. Yeah. So, things could get awkward if we get to Gorse Point and Arias wants to set sail, or... Mm -hmm. Or if I run into any of those Leon Vipirum fellows there, then it's going to end in blood. And I would really like to tie up loose ends before it comes down to that. Yeah. That's the only reason that I don't want to go south. I'm basically just trying to avoid them until after this. Otherwise, I would agree with you. Going through Nim is probably the smart way to do it. Well, does anyone have any objection with uh, going north? Nope. No objections here. No, we'll just be retracing our steps, but it's familiar. Uh, yeah, it's backtracking, and that's um, not the greatest feeling, but we could also double-time it. It's a path that I've taken multiple times. You know, maybe we could... Pick up the pace, perhaps, and uh, make up the difference in time. I guess right. we'll see. Maybe we can hitch a ride on a cart. North, then? North. Mm-hmm. How much it would cost us to borrow horses in Kira? Maybe we ride to Gerfreda instead. Could save quite a bit of time if we have the money. I've never ridden a horse before. I... Neither have I. Well, we would only need two horses. There's only four of us. And a side-eye fire. 
Uh, I don't know what that look means. Um, I'm going to assume that's displeased. I'm not. We, we can talk about it when we get to Kira, I suppose. Yeah. For all we know, there won't be any horses available to borrow. Then it won't matter. Mm-hmm. So I think we head north. Okay. So, um, you will probably need to take a small rest here to avoid exhaustion. So you do a little, uh, relaxation maybe, and then you, um, head north. Much easier going, um, and you don't need to do any travel checks, but you do need to roll me a D6, let's say, Will, since you're in charge. Making everyone go north. Ouch. (laughs) What have I done? Let's find out. <laughs> what have uh, you done? <laughs> oh, no. What have you done? A Let's random encounter? Have not Will, because he sucks at rolling d6s. Let's have um, Fix hasn't done it. Roll me a d6. Yes, okay. put the blame on someone else for whatever we're about to run into. Four. Uh, four. Um, the number of ogres you must fight is now four. And then uh, Fire, roll me 2d6. A four. All right. Nice and simple. So the day uh, ahead of you is a simple one. Follow the road. Head up across the um, the uh, the plains, the fields that head towards Kira. You've done this trip um, before. You recognize the landscape um, and understand what is ahead of you pretty well, I think. But um even though you're on a road and you're coming up close to a pretty militant um town it doesn't mean that the road is without its um dangers so who everyone roll me a d20 <laughs> let's see who's the one uh three is the lowest number there you guys are walking along um you're being cautious but maybe you've you've been walking for a couple days now and it is probably starting to uh wear on you a little bit you're maybe just not paying as much attention as you normally would you're kind of shuffling your feet kira is only a few hours away um it's daylight out and uh you guys are traveling around i think um have vita roll me a perception check here okay four Uh yeah even vita isn't gonna save you here fix you (laughs) take a step forward on what you assume to be this kind of dirt path this road when the leaves underfoot give way and you just (gasps) fall roll me a d6 five Take five bludgeoning damage, which is pretty rough. Um, as you fall into a hole, and it is at that point that I think you realize that this is a uh, a pit trap, and you hear from um, either side of the road here as you've wandered into a trap. Uh, you hear the uh, in Orkish. Who speaks Orkish? Anyone? No. No. Good. Well, you hear uh, orcs oh. shout. Oh. Oh, no. A bunch of Uh-oh. leaves fall off of these large figures. You see um, either side of the road, um, 
four orcs um, step up from behind bushes, from hidden and concealed places, wearing these kind of tribal outfits that almost act like ghillie suits. Um, you also see a couple of people who are not orcish. You see um, a human and a what might be a, a half-elf stand up with a bow on one side of you. And on the other side, you see a half-orc with a bow stand up. Very tribal looking as well. And the largest of the orcs ahead of you on the road steps out from behind a rock, pulls a, a, an axe out, and you are each now in this encounter on the roads and fix you are prone here in this um pit which i guess really i'll just make it doesn't matter but for my own uh array you are there um <laughs> you can easily climb out of this thing um it is uh probably barely even um five six feet deep uh but you landed awkwardly you are prone you probably twisted an ankle here um which means you are on the ground. Um, I'm gonna say that's what you look like. I dragged you randomly onto the uh, onto the sheet there, but let's go with that is how it looks. And everybody needs to roll me some initiative as you are hit by uh, an ambush. There is an orc war chief. There are orcs and there are tribal warriors. Yeah. There are the is good it, rolls. Is it funny now that every time I see Merlin get a high initiative roll, I'm just like, well, yep, those we poor guys standing in a group yep. over there. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah, let me roll my dice. I also do not seem to have any of the things. Oh, that's why. Because we've had orcs before. God damn it. Sometimes I try and be very um, uh, well prepared in that I have uh, like a monster folder with all of my things that have been used before so I can quickly access them again. But actually, I end up just forgetting that I have the monster folder and can't find how to get access to my own uh, stuff. Uh, did I roll for him? Nope. And then the tribal warriors will act. And I constantly have multiple sheets open. So what do we get for these guys? The orcs will go on initiative five. The warriors will go on five as well. And the war chief will go on four. Damn, I've only rolled fours and fives all day for initiative. And that is how that looks. So the first person to react is indeed Merlin. What do you want to do, Merlin? Oh, I'm gonna fireball the absolute heck out of those three right over there behind the log. Okay. Give me the uh, fireball attack. I'm just giving them uh, noticeable. I'll lose You're it. Like, probably yeah, fine. <laughs> they are probably all dead. Uh, <laughs> Fight starts, Merlin. <laughs> So like, I like to think mad. it's like a reactionary thing, like you like you sneeze or something, like you get scared and you just fireball. <laughs> yeah, Fix disappears and then a fireball goes off. Um, you made me eat. So Dex saves for the orcs here on, what do they have to be? 16. So 16. one, two there, um, two fails, and then a Dex save from the tribal guy. All, all fails, wow. they will all take 33. They're probably all dead. They're all dead. 
Yes. Wow. Uh, there's just a, a bunch of them standing up covered in leaves when this fireball goes off and they are uh, incinerated. Like nothing is left behind apart from a bunch of burning, smoldering leaves um, as you just absolutely decimate them immediately. The um, screams are cut short pretty quickly and then the uh you hear the 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 orc war chief shout um into the group uh on the other side of the road yeah you still want some hot pal yeah they don't look <laughs> they they all by the way realize that they're in over their heads and they shit themselves um i think it's very like you, it's absolutely obvious that they're terrified but it, they're not uh so intimidated they're gonna run away or anything but you have killed three of them immediately merlin what else would you like to do um i'm going to uh, uh assist uh fix out of the hole okay if yeah. i can yes. um not really not really you can't no, no. it's because i'm not unless you want to use telekinesis to like push her out of the hole maybe i guess yeah. oh can i do a gentle push is i that, is... don't see why you can't um you can just Ooh, okay. you can choose to fail the save as well oh no actually i guess it's mm, yeah you could just choose to All fail right. the save if you want to pick I, the bonus telekinesis oh. thing oh. is so broken because there's no rules around it that i don't right. see why realistically you couldn't just pick someone who's on your team up mm. and move them the five feet or whatever it is if they are mm -hmm. willing yeah. Okay. Um, uh, are you willing that I uh, gently push you out of the hole? Throw me! <laughs> okay, I'm doing it. Um, yeah, he picked you up. All right, I'm going to roll a d3 to see which group I see first. Oh, that's not how you do it. <laughs> I guess it. Slash first. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, slash R. My fingers aren't working. All right. Um, <laughs> so I see this middle group first. So as I get pushed out of this hole, I'm going to kind of turn it into like a combat roll and fire two Eldritch Blasts forward. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. At, this, <laughs> at the org. Yeah. I think what uh, Merlin Do does it. there is negates the prone status for you. So you have your full movement. Cool. Uh, in which case, yeah, I'll just... Uh... And you're doing an Eldritch Blast at one of each of them? Uh, no, both at this org. Okay. Maybe the attack rolls minimize the amount of people who can attack uh 13 and a, and a 22 is a hit uh That's... yeah one blast strikes this orc um uh in the chest his head kind of um moves back he, he's stumbling through this bush and then the next eldritch blast hits him in the neck and spins his head around at an awkward angle you hear a horrible crunch as his neck snaps and you kill him he falls to the ground and, and I'm going to continue the momentum and sprint towards the tribal warrior, I think. Okay, then. Um, roll me an intimidation check. With good, advantage. Good. Oh, hell yeah. 21? 21. <laughs> uh, this tribal warrior is freaking out um, <laughs> as they run towards you. And uh, you have... Uh, they are going... They, they literally will do nothing on their turn. <laughs> Uh, it's Vita's turn. Um, Vita is quite far away. So Vita will uh, use their full movement and rush over here, uh, dash, and stand next to this tribal warrior. Okay, Will's turn. Uh, let me see here. How far can I get? 
Oh yay, I can get in range. Uh, I'm just going to like walk, not even run, just walk towards the war chief. And uh, I will, I will just yell at him in common and say, "Drop your sword and leave." Mm, and then I will ready in action. Oh, I'm just gonna see if that, he has anything here. Yeah, go on. Keep talking. Keep, uh, I will ready an action to cast a spell if he does anything other than comply with what I just said on his turn. Uh, he sees the um, the wolf emblem on your chest and he replies to you. Um, he he still has uh, his great axe in hand um, and he does look like he is going to continue moving towards you. He doesn't look scared compared to the others, but maybe you get a sense that he's like like got he's got a look of like oops what have i done but not not of uh abject fear like the warrior has um but he looks at your the the wolf emblem on your chest and says you wolf i took it from your wolf <laughs> you not take from wolf clan <laughs> Oh, me take it back. <laughs> Come and try. They don't have any wolf insignia on them, by the way. They're probably a different clan. Um, but let's uh, see. So that you ready in action? Yep. Okay. Fire's turn. Okay. Mm, I'm going to shoot. Which one was just speaking? The the war chief, all the way up at the top. Okay. So. I don't like his attitude. And I'm gonna take a shot with my bow. Right at his face. 16. 16 is a hit. Yeah. Hmm. How deep is the hole in front of me? Uh, like five, six feet. Uh, then I will just move. It works next entirely to my as intended and would be incredibly useful against just a cart or like a couple of merchants or whatever, but yeah. not against you lot. Not against yeah. five anime protagonists. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna um I'm gonna flip over Merlin three point land and look up and go, Is that all you got? Because now you've said that I'm an anime protagonist and I have to be. Yep. And uh that's my turn. Okay. Um, he takes the six piercing damage. I, don't, I think he doesn't even like he, it does that thing where the arrow just kind of flies forward and hits him, but he, he doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. do that when bad guys do that. Um, the tribal warrior in front of you, Fix, is freaking out. There's just absolute like too much happened that three of their comrades was immolated. Um, the guy next to them, uh, his head just like snapped and then a, a tiefling went running towards them, screaming and freaking out and they just don't do anything. But the one that is next to Vita will wildly swing at Vita, uh, with a spear here on an 11. Oh, I'm guessing that's a miss. Makes it. Oh, it is. No, it's 11 armor. Yeah. All right. You see of 11. Uh, he takes eight piercing damage as they kind of wildly swing like it's more of a baseball bat swing i think at vita in the air striking with vita turning him off of uh off of his um uh, stride or flight 
but he rights himself in the air spinning around. Um, the orc next to uh, you guys, I think. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna roll a dice here. Uh, okay. So I think he is also gonna go for Vita here and he will attempt to swing a great axe. Uh, oh, on a natural Ooh. one. Roll me a d20, please. Uh, three. A three means uh, he has disadvantage on his next attack. Don't let me forget Ooh. that. He kind of stumbles off balance attempting to hit Vita, who's just flying around. I don't think he even knows what he's looking at. Um, and then the war chief is going to run forward. So, Will, whatever you're doing, do whatever you're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll let him finish his movement first, like running towards me and then cast my spell, which is um, hold person. <laughs> hey, okay. So what is that? A whiz save? Uh, uh, yes, that is a... Oh, a 19. Oh, he actually nailed it. Yeah, all war chiefs for some reason get a plus two on their wisdom saving throws. Even so yeah, you that, uh, you cast this whole person and then this enormous orc who um, is uh, just a, an absolute towering, rippling orc of pure muscle uh, just continues to move forwards. There's a point where he builds up a little speed and you notice that he slows down as your spell tries to wind around him and affect him um, and his movements, but he uh, shakes it off and uh, growls. <laughs> running towards you he is going to bring up his uh great axe um oh wait what, what is this other shit he can do here hold on was he in range to attack me from there yep he has aggressive which means as a bonus action he can move up to his speed towards a hostile creature that it can see <laughs> they're horrific um it's a lot of movement <laughs> yeah uh, so two great axe attacks coming in for you on a 13 and a 15. I think you two just begin to do the engagement of a, a very large thing. And Will, once again, the shield comes up. This axe dung, hits this thing. Um, Will, uh, kind of just steadfast and, and indomitable in that enormous armor, takes the hit, um, shrugs it off while he brings his great axe around for a low swing again. You, you move backwards um, and you two begin this. Uh, back and forth in the center of the field here and that is the end of his turn and uh the beginning of merlin's turn what do you want to do okay merlin um sees that uh there's an orc and a, a warrior on vita so he's gonna go this way and oh wait uh is this here and he is going to cast lightning bolt on the two in his path <laughs> okay we'll hit vita as well what? It will? Oh, I guess it won't, actually. Uh, no, you're right. You can do it through those. Yeah? yeah. Okay, go for okay. it. All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> Merlin's gone mad and drunk with power. It's just insane. <laughs> He's just casting his strongest spells immediately at, at anything he sees. But you're like you're literally like two hours away from the city, so why not? Um, you're probably not exactly. going to have to play something else. So, uh, probably. Probably not. Uh, let's do two deck saves. One for the orc, one for the tribal guy. Two fails, two fours. Oh, wow. Um, so roll me 8d6. Although it's almost impossible for you not to kill him, I'd imagine. 
31. It's horrific. Um, just like <laughs> three of them have been reduced to ash by this insane flame that has been uh that was produced on the left hand side of the road here and then these two are kind of swinging at vita when suddenly they're hit by just a torrent of electricity their clothes ignite their weapons uh fall from their hands and they are fried their hair burning off of their bodies and their, their what is left behind is just these shriveled um, skeletal forms, this much larger orc, this small, thin half-elf as you destroy them with this uh, just bomb of lightning that tears a line across the ground as well in a hundred foot direction away from you. There's just a... Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. You kill these two. That's the wrong thing, but you kill these two uh, easily with uh this lightning bolt and we um, gave them a warning and we gotta be somewhere <laughs> we got no time for this oh yeah they messed with the oh, wrong shit. party here and uh is that the end of your turn yes all right fix his turn okay i'm gonna turn to the tribal warrior in front of me sort of grab him by the scruff of his neck and just look him straight in the eye and just say run and then let him go and Eldritch Blast the Orcish Warchief. Okay. That's all give me another intimidation check. With advantage or normal? Um, I'll say no no, no, no. He just he just wiped out two people. Yeah, give me a with advantage. <laughs> I just realized. Twenty five. It didn't matter, you didn't need it. Yeah, he's running he's running away. Um and then give oh, me that's a Nat twenty. Nat twenty. And a 13. And a 13. Uh, well, the nat 20 hits. That is 15 damage to the Warchief, who is engaged with you, Will. He brings this uh, this axe across your midriff as you dodge out of the way of it and maybe go for your own uh, return, counterattack in some way. And then the back of his head is struck and he literally, I think, stumbles into you a little bit um, because this deals 15 damage. Uh, and for him, it was probably like being hit by... Uh, tree or something, uh, and uh, but he's uh, he, he looks big and mean compared to the others who maybe look a little uh, smaller and weaker and um, thinner. Yep, you absolutely. Yep. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, I'm gonna move towards Will, I think. I'm gonna move here. Yep, okay, Vita's turn. Uh, Vita is having a real fun tour of the battle map and is going to fly <laughs> now over to the other side of the Warchief. And okay. that's that. Will's turn. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I think just watching everything else just die around us almost instantly, I'm just going to look right at this guy and say, uh, I warned you. And then I am going to demonstrate my newfound ability to smite twice in one turn. Okay. Uh, so what? When I said when I said I warned you, that is Val Venmity going off, so I get advantage on my next two swings, and or and then I am going to swing at him twice. Uh, and heck with it, I'm gonna drop my shield and swing with both hands on the longsword for both swings because why not? Let's have some fun with it. All right. Um, there is a 19 and a... Daisy is 16, so... Well, and a natural 20. 
Um, oh no! <laughs> give me a moment. Oh, yeah. um, you I, calculate a... all the damage and tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's no resistances um, or anything. This fight. What the hell? Okay. So that is going to be. Uh... I love that some of the fights go so out of your favor, and then some of them <laughs> just like this, mm -hmm. where it's just like, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> So he's going to end up taking 25, 30, 50, 60, 70 damage. <laughs> as, as I just that is literally. Just tell me how you, you describe to me exactly what you do here. I, well, literally, Will just says, I warned you. And when the thing tries to swing at me, it gets hit by Fix's Eldritch Blast and only goes off balance for a second. And in that moment, take its arm off and then take its head off bam yeah. bam two swings both of them are smites and just obliterate this thing Ooh. yeah it's crazy that's exactly what happened the the remaining body and arm and legs uh kind of crumple to the ground fall to one side um there's the sound of pitter patter of feet of the other the tribal warrior just running away they've dropped their spear and they're just running it's just an absolute mad maniacal flee from the space um, do you want to kill the tribal warrior fire? Or do you want to let him escape? Oh, man. I'm gonna, uh, it's hold up my... It's a free kill if you just want to yeah, describe the Yeah, I want to hold up my bow and just say, are we letting them go? I'll yell that learned. to fix. <clears throat> I gave mm. him the chance. Let him go. Oh, you're no fun. I'll just put my bow down. You know me. And uh, congratulations, you have absolutely won the fight. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will put my lightsaber away. Uh, in 70 damage? That was crazy. What? Insane. Uh, and what did I tell you last week? You guys are noticing your strength. And I think that this is yeah. probably one of those moments where you kind of uh, recognize it. You don't have to overtly recognize it or mention it. But I think you can all tell. Um, not only is Merlin just kind of absolutely... Like, He's just pulling the arcane weave and just bending it to his will, just summoning any element to Im Im immolate three dudes instantly and then electrocute two of them um, to death. Uh, fix, j jumping up out of a hole, breaking an orc's neck with two Eldritch Blasts and s literally fearing one of them away. And fire was also there. It was crazy. And I think you all <laughs> noticed it. Um, and you're all aware of it. Um, uh, as uh, I think, Fire, you're very aware that you could have just popped this this mm -hmm. other one in the back of the head as you kind of like lowered the the bow and arrow. Um, you actually get some things for this fight. Now, what did I write down? Ooh. Have some nice pre-prepared encounters. Can I get the War Chief's brains? Um, yeah, you're eating the brains immediately. Okay, yeah, the brains don't even hit the ground. They just like, mm -hmm. Merlin just catches them and, and he just starts no. breaking into the skull and eating it. And Doesn't that mean you get his memories as well? Horrendous. Oh yes, yeah, I what do. does that mean? Yeah, yeah this is a I humanoid. Do. Hold on. Hold on. This is a whole thing. You guys don't even realize. You've, this is the first, this is the first human, humanoid you've eaten. Yeah. Yes, I really wanted is. him to eat the brain of those guards that we found that time. Oh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, no, Will would have been so <laughs> Now, here's how this works. Merlin's undead brains. Um, when you consume the brains of a fresh body part, some of their thoughts are transferred to you. 
no memories are solid. Most are just a mixture of colors, shapes, and feelings. And as you begin to eat this, um, you recognize that um, part of them is passed over to you. You learn a part of the creature's main language, which is orcish, when you consume their brain. You must consume the brains of two separate creatures to gain proficiency in its language. You have one another? half of a proficiency in orcish. Uh, yeah, There's I would another eat brain the other. over there. Do you want to go around eating brains today? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fill up on the, the one, the one that uh, Fix killed over there. Yeah. I will, I will. Yes. You're like running around on all fours eating brains, and it, it, it isn't <laughs> like you just you can't like just bite into it like an apple. Like, you have to like break through. It's horrific <laughs> to witness. He, like Merlin He's is probably there, cracking like, it like a so coconut. He's cracking it with a ring. Gets a rock. Gets out. Brings out his quarter staff, and it's like it, and then just cuts through this. It's absolutely horrific yeah. to witness. Uh, I'm and just standing just there proud to eat the brains of these corpses around. Um. You would get, um, uh, these guys would speak. Yeah, this would only be orcish here, uh, because these guys fine. Uh, would have uh, common, so you already have it. And do you speak elvish? I think you do. Yeah, I do, I do. So you can add proficiency in orcish. Um, while, yes. while Merlin is eating this stuff, there's probably just points where he starts, um, He's like speaking normal, and then he's probably saying stuff like "I talk to foolish." But probably Merlin, you don't realize it, but you're speaking to the others, and you kind of slip in and out of orcish every now and then. You're getting all these weird feelings and thoughts, and kind of distorted memories as you eat these brains from these guys. Um, you probably start to feel a little bit kind of aggressive, almost. Um, one of their main uh -oh. traits as uh, they these these particular orcs from this particular clan and. Uh, they're very aggressive in their nature, and I think yeah. you probably start to growl, and there are just points where the others will notice this from Merlin over the course of the time. Um, so you lot, however, can probably start to look over the, um, the stuff on these guys. Now, they have absolutely no money um, and no food, um, because that's what you were supposed to provide them, and you didn't. Um, instead, you deleted them from existence. But they do have some stuff. So, um, uh, each of you roll me a d20. Uh, not Merlin, sorry. Merlin's got brains. That he does. Mm-hmm. Okay, fix on a 19. Um... You get... Okay. Uh, Romy and Arcana check. Hmm. Don't get to do that very often. 15. You pick up an enchanted dagger. Um, and, and you pull this off of the war chief himself. On him, um, you find a dagger that, um, it has a hilt that it, it looks like a normal dagger, but when you pick it up, you recognize that the hilt has um, some uh, engravings on it that are just um, arcane emblems. It's not a language or anything like that. Um, the As you touch it, which arm, which hand do you pick it up with? Probably the gauntlet hand. Perfect. Uh, as soon as you do so, you <laughs> immediately recognize the magic within this thing. Um, the, the blade on this pretty small dagger... Um, frosts over a moment uh, and you recognize that this is a dagger that freezes anyone it stabs but it will 
chatter after one use. Um, depending on how you use it, well, just closed everything almost. Um, depending on how you use it, um, depends on um, like what it will do. But mechanically, I'm going to say it kind of just does a miss a turn thing. Um, it will freeze them for one turn, and I'll write this all down for you in a minute. But um, if you use it outside of, of combat, it will freeze someone um, and uh, it could be used potentially in a different way. So we'll see okay. how it is. Um, but that's what that one is. Um, what was the next dice? Yeah. Um, my computer just did that thing where, you know, when you bring a thing to the edge of the screen and it shrinks yep. all of them and I hate it yep. so much. And um, There's I, a shortcut to undo it, but I can never remember what it is. Um, I do that once an episode. Every week I do it. I <laughs> and it's, and it. I, it's infuriating. I absolutely cannot stand uh, it. it. Nothing makes me more angry and I'm ready to lose my mind. Uh, did mm -hmm. you say seven? Seven. seven. Uh, you find a potion. Um, roll me an investigation check. Okay. Boom. Uh, you've seen this before. This is in fact a uh, potion that... Um, originated presumably from the irish tree uh, it is a shadow elf potion the type of thing that um somebody who is trained in some form of espionage might want to use or um whatever uh, this is a potion that um causes the drinker to lose the ability to speak for one hour oh that's so Ooh. cool uh that's what that one is and then will rolled a nine and this one might be, uh, let's see, <laughs> Will, you find a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got two really cool items from this list, but you got, <laughs> Will, you pull out this like, cra like they're pulling out all this crazy stuff. There's really not a lot on these guys. Like they're, they have like a few rudimentary weapons. There's really not much here um, that's going to like, that is mind blowing. So you don't find really any coins. You don't find any food. You don't find a lot of stuff on them. Um, Fix finds this magical dagger. Merlin needs a bunch of brains. Um, Fire finds this potion that she recognizes. And then you find uh, Yo-Yo. I'd like to just go on the record right now. Very basic looking wooden yo-yo. I need to go on the record right now and say I'm going to kill someone with this yo-yo. All right. You strangle an enemy with it. I love the idea of you throwing it in the path of like one of your blasts and just embedding it in someone's eye socket or something. And what was the last one? The last one was the dagger. Uh which will uh, freeze someone and shatters upon use. Okay, I'm just running it down for myself because I will forget within the three minutes that are left in this uh, episode. So, mm. um, oh, yeah, the axe you, this guy uh, was carrying. Is it intact? <laughs> like, oh, the great axe? Um, yeah, I, want, I just want to look at his axe and see if it looks special or if it was just like a generic d twenty. We'll see if it's... Uh, Above a 10 is a, a sort of, is a, not an absolute piece of trash. <laughs> oh, a natural 20. Um, Jesus, yeah, that means it's today? like actually just a decent craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah, it's a, what, it, what it probably is, is just a standard great axe. Um, but roll me a d10. Okay. 
a four. A four. Um, in this is uh, you re you realize that while this thing is is probably a great axe that he has taken off of someone at some point, rather than the typical um, um, orcish war axe, kind of a rudimentary large thing that is often just kind of tied together. Um, this thing actually has a little gem in the hilt, a little emerald that you can pop out if you want and would be worth four gold. <laughs> um, just, I mean, it looks like it was probably stolen, right? Yeah, you can also just, it would just have the price of a normal great axe on top of that. So that is, uh, how much can you sell a great axe for? The roll 20 is stopped, but it doesn't matter. He rolled up. Okay, well, regardless, I'm going to take it with me. Just because yeah. you never know. We might bump into someone who's going to be like, my priceless family heirloom axe was stolen by an orc. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is probably worth about... Yep. Well, let's just... Let's round it up. They said it's about worth... This axe, if you sold it in town, would be worth about 35 gold. So let's just say a decent great axe. Um, uh, gem... What was it? Emerald in hilt worth about 35 gold pieces so uh you know what you get that in a yo-yo okay yeah i'll just i'll just take it with me you know worst case scenario i sell it but yeah maybe somebody out there wants it back i'll keep it for now yeah um and i think really Actually, I could, uh, between the arm between the armor from the other orc and the axe now i could just like put a helmet on and people are gonna think i'm one of the orc <laughs> marauders at this point yeah mate i mean your armor doesn't look like orc-ish armor anymore with the uh adornments and the changes made from the from the woman but it definitely you you look superimposing. you know in fable when you take like the evil route and your armor kind of just looks awesome by the end of it you probably just look like that um <laughs> and uh yeah i think probably you guys spend a little while here merlin alone has to spend a decent amount of time eating brains um so uh i take my time you um you each uh maybe spend at least an hour here going over this stuff finding the things moving the bodies off the road um and uh do you fill in the hole we should <laughs> with the bodies yeah. with, we the should. Bodies. with the bodies we should bury, bury them, them in yes. the hole in the road like literally in the road mm -hmm. uh, and then bury cover them in it their with their own trap <laughs> It's weird, because yeah. that part of the road always smells every time we ride past it. Yeah. I just don't know why. It's always bumpy. Um, okay, in that case, I need one more dice roll, and this one will be from Merlin for eating the brains. Give me a d12. Oh, okay. Uh, do, do. D12? Yeah. Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably. You guys head out after about an hour or so. Um, catch your breath after the encounter. Sort out the uh, the remains and uh, maybe clean Merlin's mouth of brains and uh, continue on the path. And over the next two or three hours, you um, follow the path pretty peacefully, I think. Nothing really going on. You don't see any merchants until you... Uh, see, and I think you would still get there during the hours of daylight, would you? Uh, oh no, you wouldn't. You'd be arriving uh, at night time. You would hear that sound on the uh, on the on the wind of a city of a town as you approach that plateau once again of Kira uh, up ahead, 
and you can, uh, uh, I guess, um, pause or rest for the evening at Kira would probably be a good idea. So we'll assume that you're going into Kira, and that's where we'll end our session. And next week, it is the road to Gofreda. And that is the end of today's session. Thank you so much for playing, players, and absolutely ruining everything that there is to kill today. I think <laughs> it was a lot of successful combat. Um, yeah. And um, a few uh, items picked up on the way and a couple of um, blessings and boons um, in preparation for the road ahead. Thanks so much for watching, everybody that is watching. We're going to do a round of shout outs here um, to find out where you can find these players during the week on their own channels on Twitch, doing whatever it is they do. And then we'll see you next time. Uh, let's start with the uh, the demon mage, the absolute beast that Merlin has become. Who are you, Merlin? Hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dispiarix. I played Merlin for you today. Um, you can find me Twitch and Twitter at Dispiarix. I play variety and do some role play as well. Thanks, thanks for tuning in and hanging out, guys. And awesome episode as always gang appreciate you and happy holidays um yes there is no, no crazy date next week right we're all here 30th yeah 30th isn't a date yeah. is it um i always forget until it gets to the week and then i'm like oh god is it on christmas <laughs> we did dog fire on christmas one year um <laughs> all right what about you fire what are you doing in the week and where? Uh, I'm I'm doing more roleplay. You can find me at Brutalbury everywhere, and uh, I'm currently heavily addicted to Red Dead RP. So if you want to see me roleplaying as a character that is um not at all similar to Fire, <laughs> um, check me out. I stream basically every day, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And happy Toyotathon, everyone! No idea what that is. Um, <laughs> it's a holiday sale that Toyota does. Okay. Oh. Toyota. Cool. Toyotathon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy Chrysler. Alrighty. Um, Merry Kermis. Okay. Uh, what about you, Fix? What are you doing this week and where? Um, I'm uh, bad. I just finished playing Halo Infinite and I'm going to be starting Halo ODST tomorrow because I wanted another slice of nostalgia. Um, and then I might start the Witcher 3 DLC because I haven't played Blood and Wine yet and I've been kind of hankering for it after watching the series on Netflix. Um, but I'll probably be live in like 30 minutes playing Red Dead RP, um, with a wildly different character and having a bit of fun over there. So feel free to come check me out at twitch.tv forward slash Leah and, uh, yeah, it's a really good session. I really liked today. It was uh, a lot of badassery, which always feels good. So. Mm. Killing it. Thank you. And uh, last but not least, the man who is in absolute tip-top health, <laughs> Will. But who are you in real life and are you in tip-top health? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi, uh, my name's Jesse. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash fairlight underscore Excalibur, where... Uh, I unfortunately failed my con save IRL. I've been having fun with COVID, but I'm not going to let a little thing like that stop me from playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm just, I'm, I don't know if I'll actually be live tonight, though. I think I might take a little time off. 
uh, while I'm recovering. But normally like you can idea. find me. Normally you can find me streaming every day, uh, variety gaming, whatever's interesting, which lately has been League of Legends, Blame Arcane, yada yada. You know the drill. Uh, and thank you all for watching. And thank you, Brad, for DMing. Can we do the usual? Tell Brad how awesome he is. Yeah, everybody, everybody go check out, check out Brad. Everyone go check out Brad <laughs> at twitch.tv forward slash ninja. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks so much for playing, players. Make sure you go and follow these people and give them some uh, Christmas Twitch primes or something like that. If you've got some uh, cash hanging out of your pocket, go and give it to some of these uh, children. It is, uh, it has been several months of their entertainment for you and you owe them money, okay? And if you don't <laughs> give them it, we're going to send Merlin round to kick your door in and immolate everyone, brain. everyone in sight and then eat their brains. Um, and uh, yes, please uh, check out some of the other shows we have going on on Table Story. I don't believe that there is a rhyme of the Frostmaiden show tomorrow evening because it is Christmas Eve and I'm guessing a bunch of them are doing family Christmas things. Um, but we do have shows uh on uh wednesday i think it's just wednesday and thursday this week so we'll see you next time for that and i think that's it that's it rhyme shill show next friday which means chaos probably um we'll see you next time for more it's like thanks again for watching see you next week peace bye, bye.